In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who still calls to us via His Word and Sacrament, and invites us to believe in that call. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, some of you know that I'm kind of a, a, a nut about uh, Twilight Zone episodes, the old Twilight Zone, not, not the new one, or uh, n- not the, the one from the 80s, but um, the original like black and white um, uh, Rod's Serling Twilight Zone. And, and uh, in 1964, there was a really kind of uh, pre- pretty neat episode. Um, it, it actually got postponed. It, it was supposed to be aired the night that JFK was shot. And obviously, because of all of the news coverage that night, it, it was postponed. It was postponed several months, actually, um, uh, be, because of that. And when it finally aired, um, uh, it, it aired a few months later, and, and the story was uh, all about this elderly woman who is in a wheelchair. It opens up, and you see this elderly woman in a wheelchair, and the phone rings, and it's like, a, a, like an old-school phone. She, she doesn't have an iPhone. And, and the phone rings, and she picks it up, and on the other end, it's just static. And she's like, oh, hangs up the phone. And she, she's there for a little bit longer, and the phone rings again. And she picks up the phone, and, and on the other end, she still hears static, but she can also hear a, a man's voice kind of moaning. You can't quite figure out what he's saying, but you can just kind of hear... And, and yeah, by this point, she, she's kind of annoyed. I mean, this is like when those spam callers call your cell phone, and you're like, ignore, ignore, ignore. Except she actually has to pick up the phone, listen to him. She hangs it up. And so she hangs it up. She's getting kind of annoyed. She, the phone rings again. Phone rings again. And all of a sudden, she, she, is, she hears the static, and she starts to hear the moaning a little bit again. And then she hears a voice. And the voice is calling her name, Elva. Elva, I want to talk to you. And she is incensed. Who is this weirdo who is calling her over and over again? And, and uh, he, he's just saying, I want to talk to you. So she says, leave me alone. She hangs up the phone in disgust. She picks the phone back up. She dials zero. She talks to the operator, says, there's somebody that's been calling me. I want to figure out who they are. And so the phone company people, they send out a technician. And this technician finds out that somewhere during a big storm that happened right before her phone started ringing, one of the phone lines went down. And the phone line went down onto the grave of her ex-fiancé. Now, the, you find out the story about her ex-fiancé is that uh, he died in a car accident a week 
before they were married. And the reason that he died in that car accident is the same reason that she's in the wheelchair that she's in. And the reason is that Edna is one of those people who's kind of bossy. And and Edna said, you need to take this direction in the car, not that direction. And uh, and he was the kind of guy who is like, oh, whatever you say, dear. And he went and, and they died because of it. And now the line is draped over his grave. And so, of course, you go, the guy who is calling is the dead fiancé. And that's what, what Elva thinks. And so Elva runs back to her phone and she picks it up and she's talking to the dial tone. And she, she's calling out his name. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And she hears the same voice come back. And the voice says, I always do what you say. And you told me to leave you alone. Goodbye. (laughs) And she crumples down and cries. Rod Serling says something at the end about, about we all create our own hell. And that's what Elva did. She, she wanted a connection with this fiancé, this person that she was going to marry. She wanted that connection. She didn't know who it was. And because she said, leave me alone, and because he was the kind of person who said, I, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone if you tell me to leave you alone, they, they missed each other. They had that brief moment of connection over the phone, but they could have had so much more connection. And that's what the readings are about today. Every single one of these readings today is about our connection with God. That psalm reading is about creation's connection with God. That God speaks and creation happens. That God says, I want a mountain and there's a mountain. That God says, I want a person, and there's a person. That God speaks and creation happens. That there's that connection that we have verbally with God, simply by the fact that we are here. And that's the psalm. And and then you get to this Old Testament reading with Moses, and he's walking by the bush, and he hears God speak to him, and, and, and God says, go and, and rescue my people. And, and so there, there's this connection that, that Moses has through the covenant. He says, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I am the God who made these promises that you will be a people. You won't have to be in slavery anymore. I made this promise to you. And there's that connection as well. And then you, you move on a little bit further to that Thessalonians reading. And that Thessalonians reading, it's kind of difficult to understand a little bit. Uh, what's happening is that the, the Thessalonians think, because somebody told them this, that, that the resurrection had happened and that they were left behind. And Paul is going, uh, no, fake news. 
that hasn't happened yet, stand firm. Stand firm knowing your call, knowing your vocation, knowing that you are okay living this life. Because that's a big deal for the Thessalonians. The Thessalonians are like, Jesus, can you hurry up and get here? And they're even like quitting their jobs, just waiting for Jesus to come back. And Paul is like, don't quit your jobs. Keep on living. Keep on talking to people. Keep on letting them know that there's this Jesus guy. Don't go inward. Go outward. And, and so you have that kind of connection that we have with God. This connection that we're currently experiencing, this connection of our baptism, this connection of our vocation, this connection where we have this connection with God and we know that it, that it stretches beyond our current age into eternity. And that what we're here to be is not only connected to God, but God's connection to the other people around us. And then you get that, that gospel reading, that gospel reading where, where the Sadducees, you know, they're sad, you see, because they don't believe in the resurrection. Have you never heard, you've never been to Sunday school, if you haven't heard that. Um, yeah, they're, they're sad because they don't believe in the resurrection. They're like, they're, they're good, smart Jewish dudes that are like, oh, nothing really after this. And so, because of that, they're a little cynical, they're, they're a little snarky, they come up to Jesus, they're like, hey Jesus, we have this really ridiculous, hypothetical situation where this lady marries seven brothers and doesn't have any children, and that works out in Jewish Levitical law. And then they, they, they think that they're turning the knife on Jesus, okay, well Jesus, you believe in this silly resurrection thing. Tell me, whose wife is she going to be? And Jesus is like, shut up, dummies. <laughs> Listen, this is what the resurrection is like. This is who God is. God is not the, the God of the dead. God is the God of the living. And that's the other connection that we have with God, is we have this connection of the promise, that the promise is that our connection with God even goes beyond our own death. And that that call that we have in our lives is a call that has to do with our creation, just like the rest of creation. It's a call that has to do with God's covenant, his promises to us. It's a call that has to do with our vocation, like the Thessalonians, that we're here in order to be a part of the lives of other people. But finally... That it is a call into the resurrection that just like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and just like all of those hypothetical people that the Sadducees brought up, that, that we are called into an everlasting reality. But how many times are we like Elva? How many times are we on the other end of the line talking to God and saying, Would you just leave me alone? How many times are we like, Why did you give me this body? It's sick. It doesn't work the way I want it to. It eats calories and keeps them. Whatever it is for you. Hey, how many times are you like, just leave me alone, God? 
This creation thing, why did you do that to me? How many times are we you know, kind of in that, that situation with God's covenant and God promises certain things and we're like, I don't believe you. I don't believe your promises. I don't believe that you can continue to speak to me via scripture. I don't believe that my baptism actually puts me into the covenant with you. I don't believe any of that. How many times are we like that in our vocations? I don't believe that I'm actually here to do your work. I'm just here to do my job. I'm here to do my job, God. I'm not here to do your job. How many times are we like, I don't know about this resurrection. Maybe I'll look into this Sadducee thing. And to that, God responds back to us with continued calls. Continued calls from his creation. That if we look around and we see creation, and we see the way in which creation rejoices, that some element there, we, we, can, we can kind of see God through that. Not real clearly, but we can kind of see God through that. That when we look at our baptisms, when we look at the promises that God makes to us, that we can see God's call there. And his continual call over and over and over again. When we're in our vocations, that, that we can actually you know, start to work as if we're employed by God instead of employed by that person. And, and we start going, this is all so much clearer now. And one day, if we don't reject God, he promises that we'll, we'll be there with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And all of the people that have believed in him that will be together in the resurrection. See, unlike Elva's fiance, God doesn't stop calling. He calls to us again and again and again. He calls to us in scripture. He calls to us from this place where I'm speaking to you from. He calls to you from the Christian friends that you have around you. He calls to you from the other people who have other vocations who he has put in place in order to serve you in various ways. He calls to you from creation. He calls to you from all sorts of different ways over and over and over again through the power of his Holy Spirit so that you can hear his voice between the static and that you can hear him saying perhaps something like Elva's fiance I want to talk to you so may you go into this week listening clearly for God in his creation, listening for God in his covenant, listening for God in your vocation, and listening for God in his call to the resurrection. And may you hear him clearly say, 
I want to talk to you. I want to tell you you're forgiven. I want to tell you that Jesus paid it all for you. I want to tell you that you're going to be with me forever. Amen. Amen. Please rise as we